Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. The volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, my people? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast, back at it again Monday night. Uh, just got back from a long, long weekend in uh, my favorite place in the world, Scottsdale, Arizona. It's just hard to beat. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call it a bender, but it was an intense three days of having a good time. The, the good times were rolling. The booze was a-flowing. Good times were a-had. And uh, just got off the plane, powered down a salad for the first time in four days, and uh, realized that, you know, if I want to buy a place there, I got to keep making money, so I got to do a podcast. And luckily, I, I thought a lot about on the plane ride home, uh, something that I, I think, you know, it's just something that we talk about a lot with quarterbacks, but you saw it this weekend with Chris Paul. 
And uh, we'll, we'll dive into that. I, I saw something, Steve Belichick. I, I don't understand why the Patriots are doing something right now. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and, and I appreciate their kind of cloak and dagger history and just how different they are. But it's just, it's kind of getting exhausting. And then what I thought I'd do is I have so many mailbag questions because I told everybody I was running low. Slide into those DMs, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. I, I have a million. And people get mad when I don't respond. Like I, I have so many DMs. I don't mean to not put you in the mailbag. Sometimes, like, you, you don't, people are like, does my question suck? Why won't you answer it? I don't know. It's just hard. There's a lot of DMs. It's not like an email where everything is just, it's, it's, I mean, everyone, I guess, if you're DMing me, also have DMs, but imagine I'm basically like a hot babe, but I'm, I'm John Middlecoff, and my inbox is just full of dudes asking questions. And they're, I mean, a lot. It's cool. I, don't get me wrong, but it's hard. It, it doesn't, there's not like a way that just the latest is it's complicated, I guess. So I miss some and I, I miss some where I respond manually. And that's why you don't get your question answered here on the show. So I, I feel for all the babes out there whose DMS just have dudes everywhere though. I like it. I, I, I want you guys to DM me, but sometimes I just DM you back manually, not on the show because I just, I miss it or something. It's just, it's uh, I make excuses. You know, I'm making excuses. But also subscribe to the podcast, Three and Out Podcast. <clears throat> you guys know the deal. And uh, if you listen on Collins Feed, subscribe to the podcast. But I wanted to start with uh, Chris Paul, another epic choke job. Uh, and James Harden, same deal, you know, three or four days ago in basketball. And I've said for a long time, like, the ultimate point of pro sports. Think about this. You make it to the NFL. You make it to the NBA. The the PGA Champions this week championship. If you make it to a golf major, right, as a PGA Tour player, if you, if you're playing like at the highest level of tennis, any of it, you're you're such a small percentage of what you're doing. You're you're so fucking good at what you do. It's incredible, right? You're the one percent of the one percent. Because think how many people play football. Think how many people play basketball. Think how many people play baseball. How many of us know someone? who played college baseball and hell might have got drafted, but never sniffed the big leagues. Like, it is so, so difficult. You're in such a unique class when you make it to the highest level of the NFL, of the NBA, or whatever. Like, ultimately, anyone can have a podcast. I mean, it's just, that's a fact, right? Not anyone can play in the NFL or the NBA. That's just, we know that. Now, can you make money? Can you get a lot of people listening? Well, you know, probably not. But it is much, much easier to do anything anyone can there's a lot of jobs that we could attempt to do. Now, it doesn't mean we're going to be any good at it, but it is very, very difficult. I have nothing but respect for any human being. Hell, if it's like in a training camp right now as an undrafted free agent, I guess not training camp, but you know, OTAs, right? If you're just there and you're participating, you have accomplished so much in your individual field as an athlete. That, that is very, very impressive. And I, you know, from a scouting standpoint, and now someone who goes to these just... I, you know, as an entertainment product who talks about it and goes to these OT, I have nothing but respect for how hard it is to make it. But we judge you once you get there on how you perform when it really matters. And football is a little different than baseball and basketball because they're individual games through the season. There aren't as many, right? It's why when the schedule release came out, came out whatever last week, it's a big deal. One because if you're a fan and you're going to travel to the game, but there's only so many games. Like the baseball schedule comes out, do you know what no one cares about? Who you're playing in June and July. The season takes forever. You know there's a million games. You know you play all the teams in your division, whatever, 19, 18 times. Right? You're going to play basically, it feels like every team in the league, I know you don't, but you know what I mean. There's an unlimited amount of games. 
a basketball season goes on forever. So I, I my beef, I, I, I have a take that I think James Harden is the most overrated NBA player I've ever seen. Because I, I truly, I just do not think it matters when you score 45 points against the Sacramento Kings on December 18th. No one cares. Like, it's a, it's an incredible accomplishment, like, individually. But ultimately, once you start making all this money, we're only judging you on the big-time games. We're in football, if you're a quarterback, like Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins has a season where he throws, whatever, 35 touchdowns, like, I think we can watch him play and go, you know, he's pretty good. And, you you know, in basketball, one individual can control winning more than even the quarterback, right? Like, listen, Aaron Rodgers has really, really, it, the last couple years has been remarkable. We've all, anyone listening to this podcast has watched Aaron Rodgers play. And if you're a big Packer fan, you've watched every snap. If you're someone like me, you've probably watched the majority of his games, you know, because so many of them have been big. You know, probably 10, 11, start to finish, Packer games. So, you know, 30 plus Packer games the last three years. And definitely the last two, whatever, 15, 18 plus Packer games, all the playoff games. He was remarkable in the regular season. Like, you're watching that, you know how good you have to be. But you watch the playoffs, you go, God, there leaves a little bit to be desired. And we're critical, right? You go, uh. But here's the thing Aaron has, like some of these bass. Why, why Patrick Beverly went on television today and took a complete dump all over Chris Paul's career. And you can say it was harsh. You can say he's bitter because ultimately he got traded. But listen, Chris Paul's career is pretty hollow. No one cares how many assists he had in a game in February. And do you know what he doesn't have? That even Aaron Rodgers, when we're critical of him, Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl. He did the hardest thing and he got it out of the way. And the best thing Patrick Mahomes ever did is he immediately won the Super Bowl. His first year or second year starting. Boom. Super Bowl champ. MVP Super Bowl champ. So no matter what, like last year, I was thinking about today, like that game, right, against Cincinnati Bengals in the second half at home is one of the most bizarre experiences. It was a James Harden-like experience. But you know why he'll never, like, whatever. Yeah, he had a bad game. He's already won it all. He's already been to the mountaintop, right? It's always what, like, Peyton Manning, I was a huge Peyton Manning guy late in high school and early on in college. And this is, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots were not as popular as they became, right? And they, they it was just, it was different. And Tom was, no one thought he was as good as Peyton. That clearly died about a decade later. But they could not beat the Patriots. And you're thinking, like, is Peyton Manning ever going to win a Super Bowl? And then I'll never forget when he finally won that Super Bowl. And it took him a lot longer than obviously guys like Patrick Mahomes or whatever. But that's that's the whole point. When you are the highest percent, when you're the 1% of just the league, and like Peyton Manning and the best players are really the small outliers in their own league. So we judge you in football, it's the playoffs. In the NBA, it's the playoffs. In, in golf, it's the majors. In tennis, it's the grand slams. That's what you're doing all this for. All the brand bullshit, all the talk about selling sneakers, like all that stuff's great. Selling merchandise and being on commercials and making the cash. The job description and the goal is to win when the lights are the brightest. And like I said, in basketball and in, in baseball, you can it's it's a different setup to the sport because there are so many games. In football, you got to be good in the regular season and then you got to be even better in the playoffs. And it's why, like, Lamar Jackson, who I've really come around on. I did not like him as an NFL prospect. I would not have drafted him. And I've become to, I root for the guy. I love everything he stands for. I love every time I hear him talk, I'm like, this is my type guy. I know someone that works with the Ravens. The way he talks about Lamar, like, I find myself rooting for the guy. Now, I don't know Chris Paul. I'm not a fan of Chris Paul because I actually just despise Chris Paul, the player. But, and I get a lot of joy watching him fail. 
But the reason people can quadruple down is because he has nothing to show for his entire career. All the best players in NBA history, besides like Charles Barkley, are NBA champions. That's not necessarily the case in the NFL, right? It's not everyone's a Super Bowl champ. Hell, some of the best players in league history, hell, didn't even get the Super Bowls. Some of them get there like one time and they don't win it. It's very, very difficult, right? Because the team oriented is much more of a team game. But you see this young crop of quarterbacks right now, and Herbert's going to start, you know, facing this, even though like last year, we all watched the game against the Raiders to get into the playoffs. And I went, I think Justin Herbert was the best player in that field. But his team lost. But it's like, I thought he was the best player on the field. Where Aaron Rodgers, like you're watching that game against the 49ers, you're like, Ugh, leaves a little bit of something to be desired. But that's what makes this all so fun. Like the, all, the whole point of building up, talking about the draft and then the OTAs and then the training camp is all the build up to the playoffs. We talk about, are we a playoff team? We start talking about that in like September. It's what it's all about. <laughs> and, I, and sometimes I think we forget it. And watching these games, and what's cool is like, I was just in Scottsdale. So on Sunday night when the game was on, we went to Phoenix. And it was, it was packed. But listen, it was, I was kind of, you know, I was boozed up talking a little mess. But it's not like I would not have acted like I did if I would have been in Philadelphia and, you know, rooting against the Sixers, right? Or if LA or the Bay Area with the Warriors or the Lakers. It was a little, it's a different crowd. You know, Phoenix, people come from all over the place. Is the Suns like really that big a deal? But ultimately, my point is, it's fun. The, the, the playoffs, this whole point of all of this stuff, think of how many people listening right now. If you're a fan of like probably 20 of the 32 NFL teams, you think you might have a chance to make the playoffs. Obviously, if you're like one of the, you know, the Tampa or LA Rams or the Chiefs or whoever, right? You, you think you're going to the playoffs. But then there are a lot of teams like, yeah, I think we can make the playoffs. Like if you're a Jets fan, you're like, you know, if this came together, could we compete for the seventh seed? Like if you're the Washington football team, you're like, well, if we just get like what Carson Wentz did for the Colts, could we compete to be a seventh seed? Like you can talk yourself into it. And, um, Nothing like the playoffs. There, there's nothing like the biggest games. And it just, it's still, as someone who's kind of gets numb to this stuff, and, you know, not that I get bored talking about it, but it's like anything. It can be a job. Now it's the off season. You're like, the playoffs are the best. And it's what we do, you know, if you work for a team, if you're a player, as Bill Parcells, like, this is why you lift all them weights. And it, it's, it's career defining. I, I say it all the time. You know, growing up in Northern California around the 49ers, like their players are legends. They're not legends because they were really good players. They're legends because they're champions. When Ronnie Lott walks in the door, it's not like, oh, it's just Ronnie Lott, the greatest player. It's like Ronnie Lott, four-time Super Bowl champion. Brent Jones, Super Bowl champion. Merton Hanks, Super Bowl champion. Right? Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. But even the role players, it's just that, that's the first thing you think about. And it's just, it's what defines you. And, you know, we can nitpick. And I know, like, Rodgers takes a lot of shit from Colin. And listen, you could argue that he's under-delivered in terms of his resume for how great he is. Because I think we all admit or agree that if you've watched him in his peak, you're like, this guy's great. But he does have the Super Bowl. You know, I, I think it would it would suck if he didn't. Because then there would be a lot more validity to it. Um, yeah, so I just, I don't even know why. I just got, I, I got so much joy out of Chris Paul losing. I don't even get joy out of James Harden anymore because he just sucks now. But, uh, you know, just you're, you're defined at the biggest moments. The reason Tiger is the biggest golfer of all time is not because he won all these golf tournaments. It's because he won all the majors, the most important tournaments, right? Like, I, I'm not an F1 guy, but like the reason Lewis is the biggest is because he's a champion. 
I always get like, and you see it with the NIL, which, and listen, I'm, I'm as pro money as anyone you'll meet who talks about sports. I mean, I would say the majority of people that talk about sports are like anti-business. I am pro money, but I do get uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is the wrong word. I just think it's kind of embarrassing when we're just brand, 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 brand. Yeah. Build a brand. You win. The brand comes. Michael Jordan, the brand happened when he started to become a champion and then won championship after championship after championship. Tom Brady has a brand. I don't know because he has seven fucking Super Bowl rings. So I, I think we always try to put the cart before the horse. The point God, the point God who's been to one NBA finals. <laughs> no, he ain't no point God. He, ain't even, he got Jason Kidd, the opposing coach. Check Google the two resumes. I take Jason Kidd any day of the week over Chris Paul. But that's, you know, the media narratives can take on a lot. Point God. It's just, it's funny too. Like in the NFL, I always say this. The NFL is covered a lot like politics. Absolute war zone. Uh, You just, you know, I mean, look at the way Rodgers was covered. But just in general, like coaches, not even political stuff, but just a coaching, uh, a play call, a draft decision. It's intense. There's not like, it doesn't always feel, sometimes in the NBA, not sometimes, a lot of the times, it feels like the reporters are working for the league and the players. It's, it's just, it's kind of bizarre. And for me, a little off-putting. Uh, and uh, I, I think the, their narratives can kind of feel like reality. Where in the NFL, it's like, it's hard. Like, I mean, you have a couple bad games. They start like burying you. The playoffs are heating up. And you can make every game feel like game seven on FanDuel Sportsbook an official partner of the NBA. Throughout the playoffs, all customers can place a no-sweat same-game parlay each week. You'll get up to $20 in free bets if you don't win. FanDuel has so many ways to play. And best of all, when you do win, you'll get paid faster than a fast break. Here's what I love. I love the Warriors. I like the Warriors to win this series in six. Every single game, I will hammer the Steph Curry over in points. New to FanDuel? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code Colin. Once again, that's promo code Colin. And if you already have an account, you're all set to bet. No sweat. Either way, you'll get up to $20 in free bets if your same game parlay during the playoffs doesn't win. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, 
The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Also, I saw Steve Belichick. Well, I actually saw this. I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Maybe last week. I saw Nelson Aguilar was asked, who's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots? And he couldn't answer. Or he said, you have to ask Coach Belichick. And kind of weird, kind of not. But it's like, I've really been thinking a lot about this. Every single team in the league beside the Patriots, who's your offensive coordinator? Uh, Kyle Shanahan, right? Uh, I'm trying to even think of a team, right? Brian Dayball, Nick Sirianni. Who's your defensive coordinator? D'Amico Ryans, Steve Spagnola, Nate Hackett's the offensive coordinator. Like, it's not even, this is not something we're hiding, right? Part of, I understand, even though I can think it's stupid sometimes, the injury stuff with football. It's like the guy tore his ACL. Just say he's out for the season, right? I get it if a guy has like a rolled ankle and you don't know if he's going to play. But to me, when it comes to certain things, it's like, what are we doing? You know, you go to every single team in the NFL beside the Patriots in every major college, you know exactly who their offensive and defensive coordinator are. There is no competitive advantage to keeping it secret. Literally nobody does. So, like, the, the Patriots are not breaking new ground here. I think the problem they have, uh, this is where I'm going with, I saw Steve Belichick today, was asked if he's the defensive coordinator, and he, like, refused to answer. And listen, I, I appreciate the Belichick's grumpy nature of just kind of the way they live their life. Uh, I, I I just, I, I'm a fan of the Belichick family. You know, they, they've brought a lot of entertainment value into my life. So I appreciate them for that. I appreciate uh, Steven's father. And I like what, you know, everything, obviously, Steven, I think Bill's probably done a hell of a job raising a good young coach. And I'd, I'd be shocked if Steven Belichick is not an excellent coach on his own merit one day in the NFL, whether it's a head coach or he becomes a defensive coordinator somewhere else, whatever. After Bill retires, maybe he leaves, who knows. But this notion that, like, they refuse to, and this all starts from Bill. I'm not, I'm not blaming Steven for not being able to answer why can't we just tell who the coordinators are? One problem, I think, on offense, they don't have one. 
And I know rumors are that Bill was going to be the coordinator, but then I was reading last week, it's like, no, it might be between Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge. And I said this a while back, like, it's like anything in life. The older you get, it is harder to be on the forefront of the movements in whatever industry you are, just a nature of getting old. And right, and the more successful you are, you're just going to, especially in football, but I would argue any business, but specifically football, because there can only be one head coach, you lose a lot of people. And it does feel for the first time that Belichick has crossed the line of like, you know, law of diminishing returns, where it's like, I, he can't replace Josh. You know, and if you think about it, Josh has really been one of the stalwarts in his organization beside like a couple years that he left. And they might be screwed. Because if you have to place Matt Patricia or Joe Judge as your offensive coordinator, because ultimately, like, Steve Belichick, Bel- Bill Belichick, and Gerard Mayo, defense going to be fine. Their defense has been really good. I, I don't think they're going to be bad at defense. They're a good defensive team. But I think they have a little bit of a problem because they, they just, they've lost too many guys. And they lost one guy who they couldn't replace. And that was Josh McDaniels. And now they have these two people. I Listen, I, I, I'm not going to... I was pretty confident last year that the Patriots were going to make the playoffs. And I just bet on Bill. I bet him being on this revenge tour. And he was. And he made the playoffs. He was, the, whatever, the sixth seed. He, he made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. He had one of the most impressive wins of the season when he shoved it down the Bills' throat. And even though he got destroyed in the first round of the playoffs, the Patriots had a successful season. They, they really did. But given that the influx of all the talent in the AFC, you know, the Chargers missed the playoffs last year. I mean, the Raiders acquired Devontae Adams. Denver got Russell Wilson. Who knows how this whole Deshaun Watson situation plays out, but if he can play, I mean, they're going to be pretty good. That you just have to think to yourself that, I don't know if I like the Patriots as much to make the playoffs this year. And in Bill Belichick, I trust. I think he's the greatest coach in the history of the league. But it, when you tell me that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia... And just the whole kind of cloak and dagger thing with the coordinators in general. And I know they did that last year with defensive coordinator, even though it was kind of clear that it was like a mixture of Steven and Bill. What, what, regardless, like the, all those guys know the defense. But the offense, like, I, I'm sorry. Josh McDaniels on his worst day would be better than Joe Judge, Matt Patricia combined on their best day when it comes to offensive football. We're not coaching special teams, Joe Judge. We're not a pencil in our ear dialing up a blitz, Matt Patricia. We're calling offensive plays. Think about the best offensive coordinators in the league. Andy Reid has been calling offensive plays for two and a half decades. Kyle Shanahan has been talking offense with his father for 40 years. 40. (laughs) You know, since he was like two years old. And Joe Judge is going to call offensive plays, potentially. Now, if Bill does it, maybe you got a chance. But I I think clearly, being the head guy, I don't know if he wants to do that. And they're acting really weird. And I I just got that whole situation red flagged right now. Let's let's answer some mailbag questions. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Really easy. Fire in those DMs. God, I'm just, I'm so happy that Chris Paul got his, I mean, got their ass kicked. God, that makes me feel good. Really does. Kansas native Chiefs fan. When we traded away, start with Reese. So mailbag, you guys know the deal. Slide up in those DMs. Get your question answered here on the show. I'm going to try to answer a bunch right now. When we traded away Tyreek, I was pretty disappointed when we didn't grab a wide receiver in the first round. I was worried. Looking back on the trade post-draft, I feel much better about it. Only time will tell. Or not, it truly was smart move to give 
to trade away Tyreek and not resign Tyron. However, do you feel like the Chiefs are doing what needs to be done to win? Or do you think they're backed into a corner because the massive amount of money it costs to pay number 15? Listen, I know those guys in Kansas City love the Honey Badger. Like, I mean, they legitimately love the Honey Badger. And I think one thing, was it the was it the Chiefs? Was it the game against the did he get a concussion, the Honey Badger, against the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs, or did that happen in the regular season? I can't remember. But the Honey Badger got a concussion in one of the games, and they gave up a bunch of points. And you talk to people in KC, it's like, well, they, he lines up everyone. Like, the guy's a really good player, even though he's an older. And I think his, his arrow, right, is probably starting to point down a little bit. Eric Reed's brother, I think Justin Reed, the dude they signed from the Texans, dude can play. So they, at minimum, that's a wash. If anything, it might be an upgrade given the, the age. And like you said, like, Feech and Andy know what they're doing with the offense. And getting, drafting, uh, Sky Moore, is that who they drafted in the second round? Who, whatever wide receiver they drafted, I think a Western Michigan guy. Uh, ironically, I think he went to Antonio Brown's school and that was kind of his comp, like that style of player. He's going to be good. <laughs> and I, I think Patrick Mahomes is really there you know, most important piece. I mean, that's as long as you got him, you got a chance every year. So I, I, I don't think he's hindering them at all. And uh, I, I think I, I'm not right now. I think the Chiefs are going to be a playoff team. Now they might not win the division, but I, I think in two years, maybe not this year, right? Maybe they go like ten and seven or eleven and six. But I think in a year, you get some of these younger guys experienced there in their second year, they'd be more apt to like win thirteen games again. Now, if you told me that the Chiefs win 12 games this year, I would not discount it. <laughs> like, I'm prepared for it. But I just think that division is going to be really, really hard. Uh, and a lot, I mean, they've won the division, whatever, six, seven straight years. And, uh, I, you know, for the first time, because I've, I've never thought one time over that six years, especially since Patrick started, it was their division. Now, I mean, I think even they tell you. I mean, the, the talent that has come in the division is is the real deal talent. Like, this isn't like, you know, pretty good move. <laughs> it's like... Did you see Khalil Mack last year before he got hurt? Did you see Devonta Adams? I mean, these guys. Did you see Russell Wilson? From Drew Locke to Russell Wilson? Like it's pretty big upgrade. <laughs> it really is. Do you think Aaron Rodgers struggles in the playoffs or due to cold weather? He plays amazing in the regular season when it's warmer and nicer. I've always said the Packers under Rodgers, and a little bit under Favre too, it's just they, their best player on the team by a mile is the quarterback who's two, two, these are two of the greatest pastors of all time. And then they play their playoff games in negative 10 degrees. Think about, think about the teams that have beaten them the last couple years. The 49ers just wanted to play a heavyweight fight, Tampa Bay, physical defense. So like if your team is built like, you know, the Indianapolis Colts or the Mike Martz, St. Louis Rams. And I know the, the LaFleur team the last couple years hasn't been built quite like that. But, I mean, their quarterback's throwing 45 touchdowns a year. And then you get in this situation, it's just hard, you know, it's just harder to throw and catch the ball. Now, listen, I'm a Rodgers defender as a player. I did think he, something was, like, that game wasn't good enough. That that game just simply wasn't good enough. You can't lose the 49ers in that game. It cannot happen. And to me, I I do put that on him. Now, I do think they built their team, you know, LaFleur, like, they ultimately want to play defense and run the football. Like, that is... To me, LaFleur is closer to Kyle than McVay. Like, I think McVay, like, lives to kind of throw the ball, where Kyle lives to run it. I think LaFleur likes running it a lot, too. And I think he's convinced 
Rodgers, and it's why it's taken his career to another level to do it. The problem is in the playoffs, like, you know, if just the game plan doesn't go perfectly, you just you know, rely on Aaron, and then again, it's freezing cold. It's hard to catch. I catch you on my warning, my warning, sorry, I can't even speak, fan. I catch you in the morning on my way to work and Colin on the way home. I'm a cardiac operating room nurse at the Cleveland Clinic, and it's tough being a Steelers fan in a sea of Browns fans. I know not many people are really high on Pickett, but I have huge expectations after having Big Ben as my quarterback ever since I was in fourth grade. You've lived a pretty charmed life. <laughs> being a young guy growing up on the Steelers, you've seen a lot of winning. I mean, you haven't seen a losing team since you were like one. In your opinion, do you think the Steelers will get it right at quarterback sooner than later or end up being in a quarterback drought some t- like some teams across the league? Well, I, I said it, and listen, I, I think that Kevin Colbert is, or was, I mean, I guess he's retiring, one of the best GMs in football. That They have figured out every position. Skill guys, running backs, defensive linemen, linebackers, DBs, the trade he made for Minka, fantastic. But the only evidence I have beside Ben, which has been on the team, like you said, since you were in fourth grade, and now you're, you know, have a job in the real world, is his draft picks of quarterbacks the last couple of years. Now, they weren't high picks, but they're awful players. Like Mason Rudolph and Dobbs are two quarterbacks that he evaluated and clearly liked. So uh, this notion that he is a good quarterback drafter, I, I can't be in agreement there. And I know Tomlin, and, and listen, spoke really highly of Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's a high-level guy. I just don't like the physical traits. I, I don't see it. it. When you're a poor man's Mac Jones, I'm out. I wasn't the biggest Mac Jones guy. I would not have taken Mac Jones in the first round. And as anyone in the NFL who evaluated these guys, not on the Steelers, will tell you, Kenny Pickett wasn't in Mac Jones's league. So I, I just, I, I don't love it. I, I really don't. Now, I think your team is so solid that a little bit like Ben when he was young, before he became a star, that you can just operate and function. So you might still be able to compete to get to eight, nine, ten wins. Like I don't think you're going to suck, but I don't, I don't, I think you missed on the quarterback. Am I the only one who thinks Kyler Murray played last year's pathetic playoff game safe because he knew he was going to ask for more money and didn't want to get hurt? Or is that reaching? Sometimes you watch a game, and I'll speak to Chris Paul's game the other night, and you just go, what is going on? Like, if I was gambling on this team that's losing, like if I would have had money on the Arizona Cardinals, or I would have had money in Game 7 on the Phoenix Suns, I'd go, I think that Kyler Murray or Chris Paul is throwing the game. (laughs) I would want an investigation by the feds into what is going on. I grew up hearing about Pete Rose, Pete Rose, Pete Rose. I'd want an investigation. I'd want answers. So, listen, that game, the the Rams were better, right? The, The Rams were the Super Bowl champs. So, the Cardinals should not have won that game. The Rams should beat them. If they play 10 times, the Rams should win, especially in a big game, probably seven, seven or eight. But to have that level of performance uh, is really weird. I, I, I don't know the guy. I don't have any explanation. Uh, I think we've had seen evidence now. He wears down. Little guys wear down. So, yeah, I, I just... If I was a Cardinal fan, I'd want an explanation. If I gambled on that game, I'd want an explanation. But here's what I know. You can't have that game 
Like that game can't happen. And then you're like, yeah, $150 million. You're like, uh, what? That's, that's not how it goes. <laughs> like, you know, you, you, you don't get to like, uh, get grounded or, you know, get suspended from high school. And then it's your 16th birthday and be like, you know, time for a car. I'm ready. Mom, dad, buy me a car. Right. You, you get in a fight with your wife. It's probably not the time to ask. You know, it's like, honey, I'm, I'm going to take a guy's weekend, play some golf. I'll be out of town. Might be, they might blow up in your face. Right. You lay that egg on that stage. You can't ask for $150 million and expect to get it. I mean, you just not not when they don't need to pay you. Like, so I just, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm from Fresno and know you worked for Fresno State at the time. Were you working for Fresno? Who was the head coach? Also, if Mark Davis has to sell the team, are there rumblings on who would want to buy the team? As a Raider fan, I'm hoping for a guy that loves football. I was there with Coach Pat Hill. It was awesome. It was, uh, I graduated Cal Poly, went to work at Fresno State. It was one of the two of the funner years of my life. It, it, was, it was really fun. And it, it, I mean, it changed my life forever. Led to me getting the job of the Eagles, you know, decade later, podcasting with Coward. Uh, I am a full-time podcaster. So it's, without that, I'd never be here. Uh, I love, I got family that lives in Fresno. I'm, I'm a Fresno State fan. Rooting for Jake Hayner, the quarterback right now. Like him too. I would say uh, if the Raiders, if that story's kind of quieted down. But if Mark Davis had ever been, or if he ever gets forced to sell, the amount of people that would line up to buy the Vegas Raiders would be fucking around the corner. I mean, they're, they're every billionaire in uh, shouting distance of this country would have their uh, have their financial advisors, you know, crafting up some agreements and putting together some money and doing what they had to do to get a piece of that pie. Because the stadium is awesome. There is no state income tax. It would be, it has a history as a franchise in terms of the colors. You could kind of do a rebrand a little bit uh, as a new owner. Uh, I, I say it all the time. You know, and listen, I, I I didn't live. I obviously lived in Philadelphia, and I only I've only been to Washington D.C. one time in my life. My my college roommate Steve Myatt, who actually still lives there, I went out when I my first year in, in Philadelphia. I went for Fourth of July in D.C. and I just this would have been you know 2010, and I just remember think and he was he was a law he, he go to law school no maybe his wife went to law school Steve went to business school but he lives out there does business construction business and. uh and we, we went out all day and it was just, it was awesome. I mean, I just remember feeling like the power of the place. Like this is, a, it's a pretty cool place. I don't think it would even be close in terms of the interest of Vegas versus Washington, D.C. I think people would want the Raiders more than the football team, commanders, whatever, whatever the hell they're called. I, I just, I think about that. They don't even have a name. I guess they do, but like, no, I don't take their name seriously. What are your thoughts on shows like Undisputed with Skip and Shannon? Also, what do you feel like makes your pod unique? I mean, is this my future agent? I mean, what, what, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. Clearly, they have an audience. I, I don't. I don't watch. But uh, I don't really. They're they're not for me. I mean, that's just that that is content not made for yours truly. Now, clearly, some people are. I find it boring. Uh, it doesn't do anything for me. So I, I that's that's what my take would be. 
you know, first take actually today of Pat Beverly was pretty entertaining. My uncle actually sent me a, a text because he was watching it. And he's like, you know, Mike Greenberg is Greenberg is doing a hell of a job. And, and Greeny, get up. is a, Greeny's a really, really good host. Like to me, my issue with Skip is I just don't believe he everything he says is all just fake. Like I, I would say what makes my pod unique is I just say what I think. This isn't, I'm not... Like, what do you want to do today? Then we'll get some social hits. Like, I, that's not my, I'm not, I'm not doing it for that. Like, I, that's not me. I, I, I'll go into a different business before I do crap. Like, I do not care. I'm just going to do stuff that I think people will like. And if they like it, great. If they don't, they don't have to listen, you know? And I think that those shows are scripted toward like algorithms, you know? And I, I'm not doing an algorithmic show. I'm just doing whatever I'm fired up on. That's what I will talk about. And I would say so far, we're having some success. So, uh, like, I just, I, I don't try to talk. I mean, obviously, there are certain stories you're not going to avoid. Like, Tom Brady retires. Like, you're talking about that. But I, I do think, you know, they just play the same hits over and over. Like, goddamn, no one cares about Kyrie Irving anymore. Stop talking about it. But clearly, in their algorithmic of the 250,000 people that watch their show on a daily basis, like it. I don't know. It's, again, not for me. It's, I, I can't. Like, I, I enjoy talking about Jerry Jones. I'll talk about the Cowboys. And I understand their power. Like, I try to mix in some stuff about the Jets and the Giants. They have a lot of fans. But I'm not going to go out of my way every single week to do a Cowboys segment. Now, when stuff happens with the Cowboys, like I'm not going to avoid it because I do find them interesting. But I, I think shows like that, there's a reason. Like, the Cowboys get a lot of talk. Why? It's no different than the Yankees. No different than the Lakers. They have the most fans. So it... Could I hell? Could I have more podcast downloads if I made sure to talk about the Cowboys every single pod? Maybe, but I'd also say it'd be disingenuous. I would say one thing that I think everyone that listens to the show would agree with that you know I'm, I, I've been pretty consistent. You know, I just give my takes, and I think if you listen, you go, yeah, he actually believes that. And I'm not afraid to say I was wrong. I, I've admitted I was wrong on Lamar Jackson. I have not admitted I was wrong on Kyler Murray because I was right. Right? I, I did not. I will not admit I was wrong on James Harden because I was right. There are certain things, and like I think Colin's really good on this, and it's what makes Colin probably the best in the business. He'll have a take, and sometimes he's out of left field. Like I thought his Baker Mayfield take was kind of crazy, and I thought Baker Mayfield was going to be really good. Colin's proven right. <laughs> Colin nailed that one. You know, I think his Aaron Rodgers take. Like I heard some things about Devontae leaving. You're like, well, I mean, Colin hasn't been wrong on everything with Aaron. <laughs> you know, he hasn't been. I'd say he got the the John Wall and the. And the Russell Westbrook one pretty right too. But when he is wrong, he'll pivot. And if if I'm wrong on something, like if Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray win a Super Bowl next year in Glendale, Arizona, I will wear that on the chin, right? And I, I think sometimes that some of these shows, they like won't pivot off their take. I'm also not a journalist. I think a lot of these guys, like ultimately Skip Bayless and Stephen A. And I, I, like, I, I, I like Stephen A. But... Now, I don't watch his content, but I do enjoy Stephen A. These guys started as newspaper writers. Like, at, at their core and at their heart, you can say they're sold out. They're journalists. I, I am not even close to a journalist. I, I, I'm i an anti-journalist, I'd say. So, I we just don't have as much in common about the way I think we view the world. Uh, I, I'm doing this for business purposes, you know? And, you know, I love sports, but I'm it's not really the same. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save 
and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. A theory. What do you think Jimmy G... What do you think San Fran wanted to trade Jimmy G? He got hurt. Trade value plummeted. 
this whole unimpressed with Lance, would it not be trying to reinflate Jimmy's value as much as possible? Well, Jimmy got hurt during the season. You know, Jimmy played the playoff games with a messed up shoulder and a messed up thumb. And he hurt his thumb because his shoulder was hurt. And in the Titans game, he tried to brace his fall because he didn't want to hurt his shoulder more. So he hurt his thumb. Like Jimmy was injured when the season ended. So I this notion that like Jimmy G's surgery came out of nowhere, it's like, hey guys, and I like John. I, I mean, I'm I'm obviously want the 49ers to thrive. It's good for my other podcast and the business of it. But like I I I I don't necessarily agree that it completely came out of left field. He, they told him he might get surgery. He was injured. So him getting surgery wasn't like if all of a sudden, you know, I would say like Patrick Mahomes had surgery, be like, yeah, didn't see that coming. Like Jimmy Garoppolo was literally hurt. He missed games last season because of injuries. He was on the injury report. We didn't know if he was going to start in the playoff games. So I, I, I think it's just, I don't know. I think Jimmy's legitimately hurt. Or I mean, was. He got surgery. I, the Trey Lance stuff, like OTAs are starting and he's going to be on the practice field. It's time to piss or get off the pot. Like it's time to show you can play. Now's the time. Like I don't care what happened last year. Time is now. You're the starter. OTAs. Go in there. Impress Kyle. Make it a no-brainer decision. You've been in the round for a year. You know the playbook. You got all the physical tools. Uh, time is now. We're about to find out. Do you think the Chicago Bears made the right decision to take two defensive players with our first two picks in the draft? Also, what are your thoughts on Matt Eberflus? Uh... I don't know that much about that. You took two DBs. I think you took a corner and a safety. I texted someone after the draft because I was like, God, they what are they going to do? Their offensive line stinks. Didn't take an offensive. He's like, well, both those two guys are really good players. So I, I know the people in the league that I knew that like those two guys. So they're good players. But when I thought like, what do the Chicago Bears need? It was not like, oh, DBs. <clears throat> not saying that, I mean, every team needs DBs. You know what they need? Someone to block for their star young quarterback. Someone to catch passes from their star young quarterback. So he was running for his life last year. I don't see why he won't be running for his life again this year. So I I, I would imagine that uh, Iberflus, I, I listen, my philosophical belief, and I, I could be wrong because I would take Mike Vrabel. So there are outliers to this philosophy. Uh, philosophy. I would only hire offensive coaches, especially if I had young offensive quarterback or young quarterbacks that I had drafted. Now I get that Ryan Poles didn't draft this guy, but this is an offensive league, and the best coaches <clears throat> look at the Final Four last year: Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Andy Reid, and uh, <laughs> kind of sad. I sort now. I've, I've had a long weekend. I, I can't even think of the Bengals coach name off the top of my head. That's that's no disrespect to him. He's a good young coach, we think. They get to see him the Super Bowl. I'll be completely honest. If you, like said, here's $10,000, what is his name? As of right now, again, long weekend, I have no clue what his name is. <laughs> but he's an offensive coach. Quarterback, Nebraska. Uh, I'm not even going to look it up because I think it's funnier. But my point is that I would hire offensive guys. And I think they're the most inclined to help your quarterback. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm rooting for him. But I like what Denver did. They went with Hackett, an offensive guy who's going to call the offensive plays. So when they trade for Russell Wilson, who their franchise's success is going to hinge on his success, the head coach, who is also the play caller, controls the situation. So I, my take on Uberflus is I don't know much about him. Uh, Josh McDaniels liked him. Remember, he was hired before. I just I would not have hired that guy. 
Not because he's not a good football coach, but I just I like having offensive guys. I get it, Chicago Bears defense, the '85 Bears. Yeah, it's like it's 2022. You know, Walter Payton and and uh, Singletary and the refrigerator Perry, R.I.P. are not walking through that door. Play offense, score some points. You know, the Packers who beat your ass all the time, offensive franchise. The Minnesota Vikings who have been a lot better than you, like they've had pretty good offenses lately. It's time, it's time to figure that out. You have Justin Fields. And is he going to be good? I hope so. I was a fan of him coming out, but sometimes young quarterbacks, they are their success is predicated on other people, other people who's blocking for them. Obviously, their weapons around them. Who's the play caller? <laughs> I'm from Hartford County, Maryland. Big fan of the show. Been listening to you for years. I like your takes and being honest on everything. I'm a huge Ravens fan and have a question. With all the offseason moves we've done, for example, signing Marcus Williams. Morgan Moses, and doing very well in the draft, do you think the Ravens are contenders? I know we lost Hollywood Brown, but I think without him, targets for uh, targets for Lamar are going to be distributed better because I felt like Lamar was forcing him the ball. I think you guys are going to be really good. I mean, on paper, your team is really, really good. On paper, I would pick you to win the division. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying the Bengals are a fluke, but... You know, I I don't view them quite as a division champ, though. I mean, they might have the better quarterback than you. I know I get Bengals fan gets mad. Like, well, you, whenever you bring up Mahomes and, and Allen and, and Herbert, you never mention him. You got to mention him with Lamar. He's a stud. Uh, but you, your team top to bottom is better. Your team top to bottom is better. <laughs> I have no clue the guy's name. <laughs> none. Absolutely none. I, I'm sorry for you, Bengal fans. Uh, mailbag question. As a Browns fan, I know I'm biased, but I'm getting too carried away with the optimism. Way I see this, the roster and Kevin Stefanski were an 8-11 to win team with Baker Mayfield, who, let's be honest, has been shown to have no physical traits. He's got a decent arm. He's got a decent arm. Short, can't run, though. And questionable, you know, teammates aren't in love with him. Now you, you take some, you take the same situation and just pop in one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, uh, and a go-to head-to-head with Mahomes and the Herberts. I know the division is tough, though I really think they're the best team in the North, permitting a small no suspension. That's the problem. I saw today that Goodell, they've been waiting for everything to happen uh, to like talk to. They have not talked to Deshaun Watson, so they're going to talk to Deshaun Watson last. You know, I, I, I mean, ten games, eight games, four games. I got no clue. You know, it'd be a complete guessing game. If Deshaun Watson could play the entire season, now he did miss all the year, right? He did not play a football game. Like iron sharpens iron. I one of Collins' greatest takes was the Gruden thing, and that was one that where I was wrong. I thought John Gruden was going to be successful, and his take, which I I'm going to use this theory moving forward, you can't leave a high end industry for a long period of time and then come back and expect to be successful. Now, I think as a player, it's a little different, right? He didn't miss 10 years. He didn't miss one season in the prime of his career and not for injury. He was fully healthy, just on the sideline. And I know he could work out and throw balls. It ain't the same. So I I do think it's fair to say that there is going to be a process for him to like reacclimate. So if he were, let's just pick a game. Let's say he suspended six games. So then he'll have missed 17 games plus another six. So he'll have missed 23 straight NFL games. And like I said, baseball, basketball, they're on an unlimited amount of games. 
So what if it takes him a month to kind of get his sea legs under him? I, I, I think this year, not saying it's a wash, but I, I, I have unknown on the Browns. I do think in the future years, you guys should be pretty good. But I, I do think this year could be a little weird, depending on how long his suspension is. And even if he's not suspension, you could start slow. I'm from Alabama, so I don't really have an NFL team. I just like certain teams because of players. Like, I love the Colts because of Manning. I was the same. I don't get what the strategy is getting older from... Because uh, I love the Colts because of Manning. I don't get what their strategy is getting older, former elite quarterbacks that make it to the wild card and get bounced, making their draft picks lower. They have a good history and shouldn't be desperate to just make the playoffs. Why do you think they didn't just tank to try to get an elite college quarterback? Well, there wasn't one this year. And they obviously didn't have their first round pick. They traded it to, you know, the Eagles. So they were incentivized to win and try to make the playoffs. I, I do think once you go through Manning, you realize winning 10, 11 games, even getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs, is much better than the alternative. Sucking. In the NFL, being competitive is a very, very lucrative thing. Like the Minnesota Vikings under Mike Zimmer, they had like five years where they were really good. They won like a total of what? One playoff game? Two playoff games maybe? But like maybe three, I guess the one year they made the um, the year they lost to Foles and then they won the Diggs catch. So they, they won a couple playoff games and Cousins beat True Brees the one year. But like they never, they got to one championship game and they got blown out uh, the year after they beat Brees. They lost the Niners. But you would say if you're a Vikings fan, like that was a lot better than being the Jags. <laughs> Well, a lot better than being, you know, some of these crappy teams, right? You think the Commanders would have liked that? You, you think the Raiders, who've made the playoffs twice in 20 years, would have signed up for making the playoffs every year? So I, I think part of it is like making the playoffs every year is a big deal. And in football, like we talked about earlier in the show, like playoff football, playoffs in the NBA, playoff baseball, that's what it's all about. That is the entire point of the sport. The entire point of the draft, the entire point of free agency, the entire point of hiring coordinators and position coaches is to have the best team possible and win. Like that is the goal of this whole thing. And the more you win, the more money you make. So I, I would say that I I think the Colts, I respect what they do, I guess, I guess would be my ultimate take. Saints fan here, I know your view on the Saints is upcoming season, but what are your thoughts on the Bengals? I see everyone picking them to win their division and make the playoffs like it's a lock. After last year, I just feel like they caught lightning in a bottle and think they make a step back, take a step back this season. I know they have some improvements to the offensive line this offseason, but the AFC is loaded. And while the Brown Steelers are a crapshoot with Deshaun Watson not being resolved and Mitch, a rookie quarterback situation, I do think the healthy Ravens team could give them a good fight for the division. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think one thing with the Bengals, if I was a Bengals fan, do you know what I'd say? We got Joe fucking Burrow. And as long as he's healthy, which, you know, he's he got hurt. <laughs> you know, one year, he didn't make it. Now, they've improved the offensive line. But last year, like, he, he that's not sustainable. Him running and making plays out of his you-know-what because he's, his offensive line's terrible. Like, that's not a healthy way to play. When you're young, you can pull it off one year. But for them to sustain success, they're going to have to be able to block for him. But he's elite. <laughs> like, I mean, he's he's a special cat, man. And Higgins is a baller. Jamar Chase is a star. Uh, Mixon, stud. I mean, they, they got they got some dudes. Now, defensively, are they good enough 
we're going to find out. I, all, here's the other thing. It's easy when you get to kind of fly under the radar or when you kind of get to be the attacker. Hell, I, I get to be the attacker right now. I'm not coward or my, my podcast isn't, you know, Portnoy or whatever. I mean, it's doing well, but it's not like uh, considered like super famous or whatever. It's just I can say whatever I want. It does not matter. It is a little bit different when you're at the top of the mountain. Like coward can't just say whatever he wants, right? It, it, you know, he's, he's once everyone starts gunning, and think how many people are gunning for you when you're Colin, right? When you're Rogan, when you're Portnoy, everyone's gunning for you. Well, the Bengals, no one even thought twice about them last year. Now, I'm not saying I'm putting them on the pedestal of the Chiefs or the Rams, but they are to be taken very, the opponents, like, hell, you just play a random team, like you're just playing like the Lions, or you're playing the Vikings, like they're coming for you. You're viewed as a Super Bowl level team, just won the AFC, like you kind of got a target on your back. And it's, I think it's, it's always much easier to operate when you're the guy, when you're chasing the person with the target on their back in any business, in any industry, it's always easier to chase. Once you got the target on your back and everyone's coming for you, it's just more difficult. It's, it's, it's hard to sustain success in anything in life. So, and especially young teams, but I would say Joe Burrow. Now we have some evidence, (laughs) 19 LSU team, that team last year, the Bengals, like, I, I'm not in the business of betting against that kid. Uh, I guess he's, a, he's actually a sneaky older player than uh, you realize, but I, I just, I, I, I'm a believer, you know, and I, I might not know your head coach's names with the Bengals. Still have absolutely no clue. James, Bill, I, I'm not making this up. I, I don't know his name, but I, I do believe in your quarterback and his name's Joe Burrow. And I'm, uh, I, I think he's got a chance to be uh, one of the all-time greats. Anytime you got one of the all-time greats, he can elevate the franchise. And that's what the Bengals needed. That was the only way they were going to make it. The franchise had to be elevated. They, they were a joke. And he did that. I mean, in the second year starting with one of the worst offensive lines in football, they were winning in the Super Bowl. They, they, weren't just, they didn't just make it to the Super Bowl. Remember, like, Marino, his second year with the Dolphins, made it to the Super Bowl, and they lost, like, the Niners killed him, right? Burrow was leading in the Super Bowl. So this notes like Stafford and McVay, they're Super Bowl champions. They were losing in that game. Like that was, they were losing to the Bengals. So it's wasn't that fluky. Um, you know, I mean, they beat the Chiefs. They got after the Chiefs, man. They got after Ryan Tannehill. I mean, they, they even that Raider game, the final score was close. They they kicked the Raiders' ass. They had a really good season. And the play, honestly, their playoffs, they were good in the playoffs. I mean, that Titans game. There's a reason, you know. John Robinson was crying at the combine. He's like, you know, we were the one seed and we kind of got our ass kicked. Three three picks? The Bengals took it to them. It's one of the worst halves of football. Honestly, in like the rest of his career, that might be one of the worst halves of football Mahomes ever plays in, in a game that really matters. I mean, he might have random games that in the regular season, but you'd be hard-pressed to watch Mahomes in the playoffs. I mean, he just outdueled Josh Allen the previous week. Or just, I mean, outdueled. You know, I, I put that a little on Sean McDermott, but he, he went toe like they were, they look like two superhuman people. And then to have that second half, and even the first half, remember they were up, had 21 points. You're like, God, Mahomes looks incredible. This is the guy that Andy and Veach <laughs> banked their whole careers on. I would do. So you got to give the Bengals some credit. You know, you got to give the Bengals some credit. Appreciate everyone listening to the show. Uh, share with your friends, share with your enemies. Have a good week. Of golf podcast out on Wednesday with my guy Sobel. 
Uh, can't wait. I love the PGA Championship this week. Tiger's back. Adios. <laughs>